Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hey guys, I'm Rebecca Lavoy. I'm executive producer of Civics 101. This week, we've got a special edition of the show for you. We decided to put hosts Nick and Hannah to the test with a holiday edition of Civics Trivia, in part to give them a break from hosting the show for a week, and also because we thought it would be fun to see what they know, because they're always teaching us stuff. I hope you enjoy this special show that we've put together for you. It's a little bit format breaking, but it's really fun. So let's get to it. Holidays are a big deal at the White House. And they're full of all the regular trappings of a family celebration. You've got the tradition, the festivities, the complicated social dynamics, and then a healthy helping of global politics. Today on Civics 101, we're going to put our host's White House holiday knowledge to the test. Welcome to Civics Trivia Holiday Edition. I'm Christina Phillips, the senior producer of Civics 101. I've got the whole team here, and we decided it would be fun if we got to put Nick and Hannah head-to-head. Hannah and Nick, we're going to test how well you know holidays at the White House. Oh, God. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, we did an episode on holidays at the White House. You did? Well, you should be prepared then. I am Christina Phillips. I am the senior producer of Civics 101, and... I'm Rebecca Lavoie. I run the podcast unit at NHPR, and I am the executive producer of 101. And we also have with us Jackie Fulton. Jackie, please introduce yourself. Who are you? Yeah, as stated, I'm Jackie Fulton, and I'm a producer with Civics 101. And of course, uh, the main event, our contestants, Nick Capodice and Hannah McCarthy. Hello, Nick and Hannah. Thank you for joining the program. Hello, thank you for Hello. having us, Rebecca. It's a pleasure to be here, it's Rebecca. It's our pleasure. Thanks for having us on what Civics 101. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So also, I would like to know, everybody, what is your least favorite holiday song? I want to know because I feel like there are so many bad holiday songs. There's so many good holiday songs. So I will go first. My least favorite holiday song is Christmas Shoes. Are you guys familiar? Oh, yeah. No. How does that go? It's the one about, isn't it a one about a kid who needs some, some shoes for Christmas? It's, yes, but even more. So it's a kid whose mother is dying, <laughs> who needs shoes wow. for her because she's dying. Daddy says there's not much time. You see, she's been sick for quite And he wants, I believe the line is, my mother will look beautiful if she meets Jesus tonight. Wanted to look beautiful. Jesus 
<laughs> that is that is the whole point. And apparently, I've been told by Rebecca that SNL spoofed it this week, so I need to go watch that. Oh. But it is so schmoopy. It is obnoxious. Shmoopy. Oh, I hate it so much. Christina, that reminds me. My mother had a collection of Christmas books, one of which was The Little Match Girl, yes. which is a charming Christmas story about a little girl who freezes to death. <laughs> I loved that book because I was the kind of child who liked to pretend that I was always in danger of dying. So. <laughs> I loved that book. Graham, Graham. Okay, okay. So, Hannah, do you have a least favorite holiday song? I'm going to preface this by saying I bow down at the feet of this individual. They have one of the greatest vocal ranges in human history. You'll Always Be My Baby is one of my karaoke songs. I cannot stand (gasps) All I Want for Christmas is You. Oh, my God. (gasps) I can't stand it. We're done. You and me, we're done. There is a lot going on in that song. I love Mariah Carey. I love, I, you know. It's an American standard. I'm saying standard. this as though she's going to listen to it. It is an American <laughs> standard. How dare you? Why do you I not know, like it? I, I need to know why. All I can tell you is that when that song comes on, I have this like dread, dry feeling in my stomach. Like this like horrible, I, uh, just sick I'm so, this is so horrible. Ryan Carey, I'm sorry. You're an American treasure. But I like, respect your opinion, but I mean, I, I have to just disagree and say that's one of the greatest songs ever. Agreed. It's like Wall of Sound. Agreed. It's just like, and you're like, whoa, what is going on here? <laughs> Christmas has come. I t- I'm like, we're going to lose half our listeners because I'm the, the demon who the Grinch doesn't, who doesn't like, like that song. All I want for Christmas is, is you. <laughs> okay, Nick, what yeah. is your least favorite? holiday song uh it's a song that i have to leave stores when it comes on and it's performed by andy williams and it starts off with like happy holidays a hickory do a hickory dock don't forget to hang up your sock and then it's got he'll be coming down the chimney down yeah what the heck I like that. <laughs> he's coming down the chimney down down he'll be coming down the chimney down the reason I hate this song Rebecca is that it rhymes uh toys with girls and boys has got a toy for every good girl and good little boy how how much time did you have to come up with that one? it has a rousing call and response section though that I enjoy <laughs> it does happy holiday Happy holiday, while the merry bells keep ringing. Happy holiday to you. Jackie, yeah. what is your okay. least favorite holiday song? Um, so I used to work at a restaurant, and they would they had like holiday playlists that they would do all the time. And this one they played, it felt like every thirty minutes, and it was. Um, Santa baby. <laughs> that one yeah. is so weird. It's like this person obviously has a big thing for Santa, which, you know, no shame in people for what they like. But like <laughs> I just cannot. <laughs> and like little kids sing this song and it's like. Oh. Santa baby, slip a sable under the tree for me. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, and I have a feeling that only one other person on this call may be familiar with this because they mentioned retail, is Dominic the Donkey 
Uh, oh. The oh my weirdest. God. The Italian Christmas donkey. Dominic the Christmas donkey. <laughs> the weirdest yeah. hee-haw, hee-haw. song that's strangely <laughs> pandering to Italian Americans yeah. in a way that is completely unnecessary. We didn't ask for it. <laughs> we don't need it. And it's weird. Hey, jingity jing. Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, la, la. Uh, My favorite Christmas story, Rebecca, is about this song. Yeah? I'll make it really fast. Okay. In Little Italy in, in, in Manhattan, there's these storefronts that are clearly owned by organizations that don't actually sell anything. And one store was just, I don't know, I just don't want to get in trouble on our podcast. And one storefront window was completely dark and it just had one thing in it. And it was a t-shirt. And it said, Dominic the Christmas Donkey. And then on the bottom, it said, as featured in the movie... Riding in Cars with Boys, starring oh. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Ever since you told me that story, I'm just going to, I'll give this away to you. Like, I have been searching for that t-shirt. I'm, I want to gift it to you. Yeah. I thought that was the greatest thing I'd ever heard. So here's how the trivia will work. We'll have three rounds of questions about different aspects of the holiday season at the White House. There will be bonus points in each round. The winner gets nothing but glory. That's right. Nothing but glory. Nothing but glory. It's not going to be anything but glory. No, nothing but glory. Is this because our budget is so small? Because this is public radio. It's like nothing but glory. Also, I don't want to shop for Christmas anymore. I don't want to get anyone anything. Sorry, and this guys. is a great time to remind listeners, by the way, they can donate to the show because we can't afford to give anything but glory. You get a sticker. If you do, go to civics101podcast.org, make a donation. Maybe next year we'll have more than glory to give away. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, continue, sticker. continue. Okay. All right. It's a great stocking stuffer, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Do people want stickers? Anyway. Rebecca, I'm going to hand this round off to you. Okay, so in this round, Nick and Hannah, questions are worth one point. I believe they're worth one point in every round, actually. (laughs) And of course, these points are extremely important because glory, yes, nothing but glory, is at stake. Uh, The stakes are zero, except if you care about glory, which I believe you two do. So, almost nothing else matters. Christmas toasts is the category. The holiday season has served as a symbol of unity and peace throughout American history. I'm going to read you quotes of holiday messages delivered at the White House and a couple of questions related to each quote. Our first question is for Hannah McCarthy. This quote is from a world leader who ditched his own country's holiday celebration to meet with a U.S. president. Quote, let the children have their night of fun and laughter. Let the gifts of Father Christmas delight their play. Let us grown-ups share to the full in their unstinted pleasures before we turn again to the stern tasks and formidable year that lies before us. I'm, I'm supposed to guess the person? Yes. Which world leader ditched his own country's celebrations and delivered that speech at the White House? Wow. Churchill? Yes! Good job! Very good. Because of the writing. I'm done for. I'm done for. Correct. Winston Churchill spoke on Christmas Eve 1941 in a shared Christmas address with President Franklin Roosevelt during World War II. Nick, follow-up question for you. What event took place on American soil earlier that same December? Oh, uh, can you say the date one more time? (sighs) 
<laughs> I wasn't listening. Uh, can I say uh, the? Um, uh, uh, can I say um, yes? The bombing of Pearl Harbor. You can. I wanted to just double check the date. The, the, of course, the bombing of Pearl Harbor in 1941 in December marked the United States' official declaration of war on Japan and full entry into World War II. Shortly thereafter, Germany and Italy declared war on the United States, and the U.S. reciprocated. Churchill was in Washington D.C. around Christmas to strategize with Roosevelt. Okay, quick tally. Where are we right now? Hannah has one. Nick has one. I feel like Hannah had the harder question. I'm just going to. Do you say guys that. see how this works now? <laughs> I just, fair. I just want to make That's sure fair. you see how this yes. works. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Hannah McCarthy. Yes. Roosevelt was known for holiday-related executive orders during his presidency, including declaring an emergency federal bank holiday during the Great Depression. In a similar vein, in 1939, Roosevelt moved which holiday a week earlier in an effort to stimulate the economy? Oh, I read about this when I was making the federal holidays episode. Mm, I would mm. think you'd be prepared then for this question. You'd think I would be prepared, Rebecca. You'd think. 1939. But I don't 1939, he moved this holiday a week earlier in order to stimulate the economy. I mean, I would say Thanksgiving. Really, you would. That is the correct answer. <laughs> and it was just that one time, right? <laughs> was it just that one time? I, yes, it was. He actually became known for moving holidays around, and people would call this Franksgiving. Franksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Okay, now we are on to our second Christmas toast. Nick, you are getting the starting question for this one, okay? The holiday season is a good time for people to flex their muscles, to brag a bit. In 1958, President Eisenhower stuck it to the Russians by broadcasting his holiday message to the American public from where? Wow. So Eisenhower stuck it to the Russians. Yes. By broadcasting. Oh, oh, but no, it can't be. <laughs> My um, guess is ridiculous. I was going to guess from space. Wow, what a guess. That is correct, Nick oh, Cassavetes. Yes! yes. Space. <laughs> Shortly Space. after the successful launch of Sputnik, Russia's satellite into orbit, the Eisenhower administration faced pressure to keep up in the space race. So in a secret mission, the U.S. launched its first communication satellite into orbit in December with a recorded message from Eisenhower to broadcast on the radio. The audio quality is about what you'd expect from a satellite in space made in the 1950s. Unsurprisingly, the weak signal meant that only the biggest radio hobbyists, aka <laughs> nerds, actually heard that first transmission. But most of the American public heard it rebroadcast on the news. Hannah, follow up for you for a point. Two government agencies were created because of pressure from the public and Congress after the launch of Sputnik. One was NASA. Can you name the other one? I will give you a hint if you need it. Oh, I'll take the hint, but I'm afraid it's going to make it worse. Give me the hint. The hint is this agency is known for its creepy creepy robots <laughs> this is a hard one is I, it yeah i yeah. think my hint is pretty telling 
Is there like a National Science Administration? I'm no, sorry. But there is a little organization called DARPA, which is pretty well known for its creepy, oh. creepy robots. Oh. Sorry. The, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency was also created uh, at the same time as NASA. Sorry, you didn't That's get that good one. To know. Good to know. Hannah, so we are now on our, our third toast question. So this, this anchor question goes to you. Presidents have used their holiday addresses as a way to endear themselves to the people instilling patriotism and put aside political division, sometimes with mixed success. In 1954, following the end of the Korean War, President Eisenhower's administration rebranded the lighting of the national Christmas tree as, quote, the Christmas pageant of peace. This made it a little awkward for presidents in wartime. Which president's Christmas pageant of peace was interrupted by protesters? Ooh, was it Kennedy? Think about presidents who a lot of people were really mad at Imagine a president that might have gotten protesters at other events besides just the lighting of the Christmas tree. I mean, you want to take a second? Yes. Nixon. Yay! I think she maybe <laughs> gets half a point. Hey, they were now giving the hints too. Yes, it does. They were giving you hints and I just half gave Half a point. Too. Give her half a okay, point. Okay, half, half a, a point. point. Maybe, Nick, you'll have an opportunity for half a point later. So, Nick, a follow-up question for you. Nixon did not attend his pageant of peace in 71 and 72. I wonder why. Um, who gave speeches on his behalf instead? Oh, wow. On Speeches on Nixon's behalf? Correct. So, um, uh, was it Ford? No. Would no. you like to take a second mm. guess for half a point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me a second. Let's see. Wasn't Spiro Agnew? Let's see. Who would give it speeches wasn't? on it? Okay, Spiro Agnew. Yay! <laughs> Half a Darn point it. for you. It was the you. first thing I thought. And then it was it, well. Vice President Spiro Agnew at the 1970 Pageant of Peace. By the way, Nixon did say, we can look forward with assurance to the end of that war. The U.S., of course, would not leave Vietnam until 1975. So uh, there was the storied history of the, quote, Pageant of Peace during the Nixon administration. <laughs> I believe Nixon also one time, I, I tried to find pictures of this, but I couldn't. He put a peace sign on top of the tree instead of a star, and a lot of people got really mad about that. But also, I like to imagine that if Ford had lit the Christmas tree, he would start it with, our national nightmare has ended. Yes. (laughs) Christmas has arrived. Uh, So, Nick, this one is for you. Yeah. In 1979, during the quote, pageant of peace, President Jimmy Carter made a symbolic statement when he chose to only light the star at the top of the national Christmas tree. Carter said the tree would remain dark until what happened? Oh, oh, my goodness. This was 1979, near the end of his administration. Right. OK, so let me just just talk out loud for a second. Right. Yes, you can talk. You can There's work stuff it out. that Carter cares about. You know, mm-hmm. he cares deeply about world hunger. He near cares the end about of his administration. End of his administration, 80. Yep, um, yep. And the he Berlin and there was, wall, what is he waiting you know, to have um, happen near the end of his administration? Like the trees remaining dark until this, until, until something Until this happened. thing happens. Yes. Hold on, I've almost got it. <laughs> I've almost got it. If you need a hint, I'm happy to give you one. Uh, give me just 30 more, seven more seconds. Sure. To think about what the thing is that he wants to have happen. I know you can get this one. 
Is it the freeing of hostages from Iran? It is the freeing of U.S. hostages at the embassy in Tehran, Iran. He was waiting for them to be released. The hostages were captured (sighs) on November 4th, 1979, during a period of intense conflict between the U.S. and Iran. So, Hannah McCarthy, bonus question for you. Approximately how long were the hostages held at the embassy? I, I will just, I'm going to be completely honest. I have absolutely no idea. Zero inkling. One of the easiest numbers to remember in political history, I believe. Nick, do you know the answer to this question? I don't know the number. Can we get a guess? G- given a, I just am curious how long you think that they were held. Because I was surprised. I, I did not know. That I, I did not know. <laughs> well, I was, it was the year I was born. Mm, I guess uh, I am really old. 88 days? <laughs> Or 79 days? 444 days. Oh, wow. Yes. That's that's way longer than I thought. Yes, yes. And of course, if you want a telling of the story or a part of the story, I would highly recommend the Oscar-winning movie Argo, directed by my favorite boyfriend of Jennifer Lopez's, Ben Affleck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, where are we score-wise, host Christina Phillips? Nick, you have three and a half. Hannah, you have two and a half. When we get back from the break, we'll find out if Hannah can redeem herself as we turn to the next round of civics trivia revolving around holiday time. But one quick note, you can get all kinds of trivia and ephemera and civics facts in our Civics 101 newsletter called Extra Credit. It's free, it's fun, it's bi-weekly, and everyone loves it. Sign up for it at civics101podcast.org or just click the link in our show notes to get on the list. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. (laughs) No, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hey there, everyone. Hey, folks. The whole Civics 101 team is here in D.C. for a week. That's why you hear cars and stuff whizzing by. Uh, we are in the district to talk to the people that we talk about on a daily basis. And a lot of those people work in the executive branch. That is the largest employer in the world. And a lot of those people work in the civil service, where, after the assassination of James Garfield, it's a long story, they take an exam to make sure that they are the right person for their job. But if you run a business, and you're not the federal government, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all, but to match instead. With Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 23 hires are made on Indeed every minute, and their matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use it, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash civics. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash civics right now to support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash civics. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to our special holiday break edition of Civics 101, where we're putting hosts Hannah McCarthy and Nick Capodice to the test, pitting them against each other with a series of trivia questions about civics and the holidays. Before we return to the show, might I remind you, if you love the podcast, support it. Make a donation in any amount, and we'll send you a snazzy sticker that says, The Constitution is my co-pilot. You can make that gift at civics101podcast.org or just click the link in the show notes. All right, let's get back to the trivia. Our next round will be about the celebration of Hanukkah at the White House. This is a multiple choice round, so buzz in after we've read all the options. And so I've asked you to select a buzzer noise. Nick, what is your buzzer noise? My buzzer noise is this. Very good. I hate that. Do you know what that is? <laughs> no. I do. You know, Rebecca? Yeah. Casey? It's I'm... the horse sound at the end of um, what the, the Christmas song. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's sleigh ride. What are you talking about? I wanted to tell you. It's sleigh ride. Sleigh ride. Sleigh ride. Oh. It's the horse Winnie, and I got to be the horse Winnie when I, we played it in high school. <laughs> the greatest high school concert band number ever because some percussionist gets to play the whip. Which is oh, just yeah. two blocks on a stick that go, I got to do it four times in high school. But you got to play the whip and sleigh ride? Percussionist, man. All right, no. go ahead. What is your buzzer, Hannah? I don't know. Nick selected it for me. Why you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, really? you can try this one instead. <laughs> you got this one. I want that one. Yep. Okay, so this is you, uh, Mario, going down the pipe. Yep. Press it one more time to make sure. It gives me childhood anxiety. Yeah. Because I tried really hard at that game and I never did well. <laughs> all right. We are headed into our next round. It is all about the celebration of Hanukkah at the White House. This is multiple choice. Buzz in after we've read all the options. Jackie, you are going to be leading us through this round. Take it away. Okay. Question one. Presidents only began honoring Hanukkah in the 20th century when this president was the first to light a menorah during the holiday season alongside the lighting of the national Christmas tree. Was it A, Franklin Roosevelt, B, John F. Kennedy, C, Jimmy Carter, or D, George H.W. Bush? No! <laughs> but we both hit it at the same exact time. Exact same time, except oh, yours is louder. Oh, no, it's not. It's not oh, you hit it twice, so oh, it turned off. You oh, did that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We have a dispute. <laughs> we have a dispute. I don't know. What do we Should do? We can both say it at the same time. Yep. Okay. One, All right. two, three. Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. What do you think nice. happens? They both get the point? I'm going to give them both the point. All right. Woo! <laughs> so initially, Carter, Secretary of the Interior, Cecil Andrus denied the permit for a menorah on government property, saying it violated the First Amendment. Carter's advisor, Stu Eisenstadt, told Andrus that if he denied the permit for the menorah, he would also have to deny the permit for the Christmas tree, and he backed down. Wow. That's a good story. <laughs> you know where you can read about that, that whole crazy story, Rebecca? Where? An extra credit <laughs> or a bi-weekly newsletter. It was like two years ago. I, I don't remember that. who wrote it, if it was Anna or me or I even Erica. I think it was you. But it was all about that. That was such a good story, Jackie, when he was like, well, then we'll just, uh, you know. 
The Christmas, Christmas is canceled. Christmas is <laughs> I love the idea that Eisenstadt was like, oh, do I just, maybe we don't have to do any of it this year. I don't have to worry about any of it. <laughs> All right. Question two. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay. During a menorah lighting ceremony in the Oval Office in 1993, President Clinton acted quickly when what accidentally caught fire? A, a stack of papers on the Resolute desk. B, a young girl's ponytail. C, a Secret Service member's sleeve. Or D, the Oval Office carpet. That was definitely Hannah. That was me, a little girl's hair caught fire. <laughs> ponytail. You seem really excited about her hair catching on fire. <laughs> Were you that little girl? Put it out. Actually, if you watch the video... It happens in a flash. Yep. A young girl's ponytail. The menorah was sitting on the desk behind her, and Clinton noticed the flame and put it out with his hands. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Heroic. He was very, very subtle about it. Like, it was just like... Yeah, it was very... Yeah. You can't even tell what happened. That little girl was inside of us all along. (laughs) And that little girl grew up to be... The little match girl. (laughs) The little match girl. (laughs) That's good. All right, question number three. In 2013, the first day of Hanukkah fell on Thanksgiving Day. President Obama presented a minerki during an event at the end of the holiday. What is the minerki? Was it A, a turkey carved in the shape of a menorah, B, a menorah carved in the shape of a turkey, C, the live turkey Obama had pardoned on Thanksgiving wearing a sweater with menorahs on it, or D, an aide wearing a turkey costume carrying a menorah? Hannah, what is it? B, a menorah carved to look like a turkey. Yes. Yes. We have the audio of that. Uh, We've got 10-year-old Asher Weintraub from New York City. Where's Asher? Asher came up with what we believe is the world's first ever menorah shaped like a turkey. It is called the Minerki. Where is the Minerki? I had it just a second ago. Obama was also the first president to hold a ceremonial Seder during Passover. Oh, amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I've never been to a Seder. Oh, wow. I've I, mean, been to I always wish like my friends in high school would invite me, and they never did. <laughs> <laughs> so where are we score-wise for this round? Nick, you have four and a half points. Anna, you have five and a half points. Wow. So How quickly up. the wheels of time. We are headed into our final round, Christina, and I am going to hand it off to you. Uh, I'm going to be doing the scoring, and you are going to be doing the question reading because this round you came up with, and you deserve to do it, so take it away. In 1961, Jacqueline Kennedy was the first first lady to give the White House holidays a theme, which would help determine how the White House was going to be decorated. That year, the theme was the Nutcracker Suite. (laughs) So our next round is this or that. 
You have to guess whether I'm naming a White House holiday theme or a scented product from Bath and Body Works. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I grew up in the 90s and I went to the mall a lot. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, going to be interesting. You'll get a bonus point if you can either name the first lady or describe the scent. If you come even a little bit close to how Bath and Body Works describes that scent, we'll give you the bonus points. We'll do a little bit of judgment there. on Stream of consciousness. Yes, exactly. Any word. (laughs) (laughs) Any fruit, any nut, any spice. (laughs) (laughs) There will be four first ladies that you can choose from, and we will read them out for you after you guess. We'll remind you of who those first ladies are. But they are Laura Bush, Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, or Pat Nixon, and... There may be more than one theme from the same first lady. Hmm. Okay, so White House themes, four first ladies, one store that sells a lot of stinky stuff. Exactly. Okay, take it away, Christina. Okay, Hannah, first question is for you. Is this a White House holiday theme or a scent from Bath and Body Works? Winter Wonderland. That's so broad. I'm going to say it's a theme. You are correct. Yes. Nice work. So here's a little more about this. The Knitting Guild of America and the Society of Decorative Painters work together with fabric artists from each state on these ornaments. So every state had different ornaments that were themed Winter Wonderland. Okay. All right. Bonus question for you, Hannah. Yeah. Was this Laura Bush, Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama or Pat Nixon? Just because of the how basic it is, I'm going to guess Pat Nixon. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> wow. She was the first first lady to get a college degree. No, I'm just saying the era. Just oh, the right, era. Right, right. Yeah. No, it was Hillary Clinton in 1998. <laughs> you just called Hillary Clinton basic. No. I just love it. You Somebody's not Hillary with her. <laughs> Sorry, Hills. Oh, Saw her I'm drinking a white so claw the other day. <laughs> <laughs> she was cutting those sugar cookies from that roll. <laughs> Listening to All I Want for Christmas is You. <laughs> All right. Question number two. This is for you, Nick. Is this a White House holiday theme or a scent from Bath and Body Works? Fresh, sparkling snow. I mean, that would you'd have to be a first lady going through some stuff. <laughs> the theme. Oof. I'm going to go with Bed, Bath, and Body Works. Bed, Bath, and Body Works. Oh, shoot. Sorry. I always do that. I'm going to do a scent. Sorry. Can you imagine Bed, Bath, and Body Works? Amazing. <laughs> I've been saying that. The ultimate collab. I would go there every day. (laughs) Both stores are chaos. I cannot imagine (laughs) them combined. The towels would be scented forever. Scented towels. Oh, God. Uh, You are correct, Nick. It is a scent from Bath and Body Works. Okay, here's your bonus question. Yeah. Name three things. Anything. I think anything. Anything. (laughs) You have three choices. You can name three things. What do you think fresh, sparkling snow? smells like stream of consciousness nick if you name yeah, anything yeah. it could be it could really well, be anything can you say it, what it's fresh what kind of snow <laughs> fresh sparkling fresh snow sparkling. fresh sparkling <laughs> snow i mean i feel like it's going to have some sort of like wintergreen vanilla uh, a pine <gasps> 
All right. Do you yes. want to hear the description? Here sure. we go. Here we go. Fresh sparkling snow, cool and crisp, just like the first snowfall of the season, icy melon, winter pine. Yes. And fresh citrus. You got oh, it with wow. the pine. Yeah. So you got wholesome. it with the pine. Melon, pine, and citrus. <laughs> Nothing says Christmas like the scent of melon. I have a question. Is icy melon an, a melon or is that just melon that's frozen? <laughs> There's no such thing. It's not like a type of melon. I think that's just Path and Body Work saying uh, this melon is actually just chemicals. <laughs> Ice melon. Oh, it's an in case of emergency. <laughs> All right, Hannah, question three. Is this a White House holiday theme or a scent from Bath and Body Works? A thousand Christmas wishes. Um, a theme. No. No. <laughs> How is wow. that a scent this for the love of God? Okay. A thousand Christmas wow. wishes, a scent from Bath and Body Works. Can you give me three tasting, scenting notes that you think is a thousand Christmas wishes? Uh, you get a chance to redeem yourself here. Just name some stuff. <laughs> I do think vanilla is a good guess. Maybe peppermint. Um, and a thousand Christmas wishes. Uh, I'm gonna give you a hint. Yeah, please. Obscure Christmas fruits. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> obscure Christmas fruits. So not citrus then. Out cranberry. Ah. All right. Okay. I'm gonna read the description. What What did she say again? We got vanilla. She didn't say Rebecca's any of them. So disappointing. Okay. A celebratory blend of pomegranate prosecco, sweet elderberries, star jasmine, and sugared woods. Sugared woods. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's where the winter melon grows. Shocking. <laughs> the icy melon. <laughs> An icy melon grows in the sugar woods. I'm just picturing a piece of bark that somebody's sucking All on. All right. So right now, just so you know, we have a tie game. It is six and a half to six and a half. That was your chance to pull ahead. I know. Now that you're saying that, I feel like I remember reading that description in Bath and Body. <laughs> I thought it was a, I thought it was a was thing, it, too. Was it, I thought it was orange in color? No, I have no like idea, but I can check. I just to took a thousand it. different chemicals and put it in there. It's like, <laughs> what exactly. words? A thousand Christmas chemicals. Nick, question four. Is this a White House holiday theme or a scent from Bath and Body Works? Home for the holidays. Oh, no. This would be great as both. I'm going to say White House Christmas theme. You are correct. And I did, (laughs) by the way, I did cross-reference. Yeah, I made sure that there was no overlap because it was it was a close thing. <laughs> but yes, this is a White House. I can House tell you that if it was a scent, it would have gingerbread in it. <laughs> a White House holiday theme. Here's the theme. It featured historic house ornaments designed by local architects. So local houses of each state as ornaments. Laura Bush, Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, or Pat Nixon. 
Oh, it sounds like something a Carter would do, but um, let me see here. Hold on. That wasn't one of the choices. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, just talk, I'm just talking out loud. I'm pretending like it's the wait, wait, don't tell me, except mm. we don't have the answers given to us. Yes. Let's see. Hold on. Um, they don't, do they? <laughs> I just made that up. Oh. Uh, I'm going to guess Laura Bush. Yes. Oh, serendipity, baby. Somebody's ahead by two points. Important follow-up, Hannah. Is that basic or not basic? (laughs) (laughs) Home for the holidays. Very, very complicated and sophisticated, Laura Bush. (laughs) Okay, Anna. Question number five: Simple gifts. I. If I were the designer of scents at Bath and Body Works, I would never describe my scent as simple because they're all about complexity mm. and strangeness. <laughs> I'm going to say it was a theme. You are go. correct. All oh, right. thank God. I love hearing the logic. Yes. <laughs> so, Simple Gifts, the theme was honoring state and county fairs and featured prize ribbons from each state and territory. And it was known as the gift of the American spirit. I'm, I'm again going to say Pat Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Pat Nixon. It was Damn Michelle it. Obama. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh boy. I'm yes. sweating so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yes. Well, Nick, so you have one more chance to win it by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> was that my last question? I'm afraid to say it was. So, Nick, this last question will determine just how much glory it is uh, you have in this game. I have to go find my trumpet. Curse Pat Nixon. (laughs) And the space she takes up in my brain. She's far more complex than you thought. Living rent free. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nick, question six. Is this a White House holiday theme or a scent from Bath and Body Works? Holiday cheers. Wow. So cheers, if it was plural. Cheers. <laughs> yes. So if it was a theme for the White House, it'd have to be like about cheers and drinks and toasts. And it just or feels the bar a little, cheers. Or the bar cheers. <laughs> yeah, where everybody votes for their party. Uh, let me Cheerleaders think. of America. Holiday <laughs> cheers. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Bath and Body Works. Oh, you are correct. I'm sorry. Commanding lead. Okay. Can I get extra points for the fun trivia I know just off the top of my head? You get extra points for winning the lightning around with your buzzer, man, as far as yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I actually think it would be fun. I want you both to guess what the scent is. So each of you is going to name one thing. We'll go back and forth three times. What do you think Holiday Cheers smells like, Nick? One. Okay, uh, give me a second. Holiday Cheers. Cinnamon. Okay, Hannah? No, by the way. No cinnamon. <laughs> given, that they, given that they put Prosecco in one of their beverages, or beverages in one of their scents, I'm going to guess Prosecco again. No. No. Nick. I'm going to say cloves. No. No. Keep going. What was your first, cinnamon? Oh, I got another guess, yeah. You already said cinnamon? I did. Holiday cheers. Uh, I know it now. I know it. <laughs> Mold wine. No. <laughs> I'm going to guess... Some sort. I'm going down eggnog road. I'm going to say nutmeg. Yes. Okay. Give me that nutmeg. (laughs) This is the description: creamy, sweet, and extra toasty. It makes the holidays that much more cozy. 
warm vanilla, spiced rum, and a dash of nutmeg. So, Hannah, you were very close with the the alcohol guess. So, Nick, you are the winner of our first ever Civics 101 holiday trivia game. How does it feel to have all of the glory? You've all it of it. It hurts a little bit. It's. I'm going to tell you, it's not pleasant. <laughs> I would just like to point out that Pat Nixon had none of those things. I threw her in there as a decoy, and it worked. Yes, it sure yes. did. Nick and Hannah, thank you for being such good sports and for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. You'll get me next. You'll get. You'll get it next year. <laughs> Jackson had a snowball fight in the White House. With little balls of cotton, yeah. yeah. I know that. <laughs> Just going to start spouting White House bags for the next year. Yeah. Jackie, thank you so much for joining us and for leading that round. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. Executive producer, Rebecca Lavoy. Uh, thanks for coming to my basement to yes. record this with me. Thank you for allowing me to interlope in your basement. <laughs> and for everyone at Civics 101, we hope you have a great holiday season. And that you have a happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I love Go it. Ahead, I love it. No, I want to know. Uh, for, for, I would pick Christmas like theme. sort of like root vegetables. <laughs> sort of roasted root vegetables on a tree. I would pick just because I believe, you know, death is always with us. Ghosts. <laughs> I, no, I the would, little match girl. I would, Irish ghosts. No, I would pick, I would pick um, a Christmas carol. Mm. Our oh, tree topper is the idea. ghost of Christmas present. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, just remember everybody. It can yeah. all go away in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy Christmas. And kind so was my business. So grim. Jackie, what would you pick? What would your oh, theme? Uh, mean girls. Oh, I'm doing oh, mean girls. Yes. Rock. <laughs> nice. I love that. This episode of Civics 101 was written by Christina Phillips and produced by me, Rebecca Lavoy, with help from Jackie Fulton. Thanks to our special guests, Civics 101 hosts Hannah McCarthy and Nick Capodice for letting us put you through the trivia ringer and for all you do all year round to make the show a joy to work on and to listen to. This episode featured music by the Starlight Singers, Andy Williams, Kids Singin', Lou Monty, Fezlian Studios, and the Royal Philharmonic with scoring by Henry Lavoie. And our special apologies to Mariah Carey. You really are awesome, despite what Hannah says. Civics 101 is a production of New Hampshire Public Radio. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. 
life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.